This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. Won't you give yourselves a great big praise, God? So good to be together. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And welcome to all of you watching live as well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. So good to be with you. And we'll be in South Africa in February. Can't wait. All right. Now, today our message is titled, How to Keep Your Healing. If ever there was a time when we needed to know how to trust God for healing, it's today, right? There's so much disease, infection going around. It seems like the doctors really are lost for answers, but Jesus is not stumped. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, there are a number of different ways we can receive our healing. I will mention just three of these methods in this lesson. Number one, we can pray for someone to be healed, or they can pray for us to be healed. Number one. Number two, we can pray for ourselves to be healed. Number three, or you can receive your healing by just simply confessing, I believe it is done. The Word of God says I'm healed. I confess I am healed. It is completely scriptural to ask somebody to pray for you. However, it is better if all God's children learn to walk in victory over sickness by their own faith. So that's what we're going to talk about right here. After the Lord Jesus was resurrected... Uh, He appeared to his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 24. It says, Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with the other disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to Thomas, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in these hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were gathered inside again, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side where the spear went. And do not be unbelieving. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Now notice that. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So most Christians today have not seen the Lord in the flesh. And the Lord says you are especially blessed because you believe 
and you haven't seen him physically. But Thomas has seen the Lord, but would not believe that he is risen from the dead. And he said to him, you are believing I've risen because you have seen me. Now, we have many Christians like Thomas in our churches today. They only believe what they can see, what they can feel, and what they can hear. This is not the kind of faith that pleases God. It's not the kind of faith that gets prayers answered. The Lord Jesus was not pleased with Thomas for saying, unless I can feel and see, I will not believe. Jesus was not pleased with that. The kind of faith that pleases God is the kind that believes what God says in his word. Even if they don't see it or feel it or hear it, they believe. All unsaved people have natural human faith. That is, they believe only what they see. That's why they say seeing is believing. That's natural human faith. Seeing is believing. That kind of faith does not get prayers answered. In fact, it hinders our prayers from being answered. The faith that gets prayers answered is the faith that believes what God says, even though our five senses may tell us the exact opposite to what God says. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now notice that it is the evidence of things not seen. Your faith is the evidence of it. Faith is the evidence of things you can't see. According to Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing God's Word. Therefore, as soon as I know what God says, Faith is there. Say that. As soon as I know what God says, faith is there. So then, God's word becomes my evidence because it is the source of my faith. Since faith comes by hearing God's word, then the word becomes the evidence of my faith because that's where I get my faith from. All right, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. Now that happened on the cross 2,000 years ago. God says you were healed back then. So therefore that verse is now the evidence that I am healed. While your body might still be in pain, the word of God becomes the evidence that you are healed. Therefore, faith is the evidence of things we can't see. As I said, you don't feel healed, but the Word says you are healed, and therefore the Word becomes the evidence of what you can't feel or see. So seeing is not believing. The truth is believing results in seeing. Believing results in seeing. 
So when I believe by Jesus stripes I am healed and say that, my body recovers and changes, becomes healed. Look at the first part of that verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, this pulpit I'm standing at here has substance. It has materiality. The pole in the building holding up the roof has substance. Your body, because you can feel it, has substance. Hope is like a dream. It has no substance. And yet the Bible says faith is the substance of the thing you hope for. It's the substance of the thing you hope for. Faith is. In other words, if we use our faith for something that you hope for or that you dream of, have, dream of having, God says your faith has given it substance. Your faith has given that thing you hope for or dream about materiality. So when God sees you believe and use your faith and quote what God's Word says, as far as God's concerned, you have the physical evidence. It's done. It's yours. God sees your confession of the Scripture as the evidence that you have substance, that you have the healing physically. So, how do we use our faith then? All right, Mark 11, 12. Now, the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on the tree. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. All right, so he's talking to the tree. He says, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So he didn't think it. He didn't think it. He said it because his disciples heard it. Now in the morning, as they passed by the tree, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembered, said to him, Rabbi, Jesus, Lord, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now in your margin of your Bible, it'll probably say, have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith, Jesus is saying to his disciples, for assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, he's standing on the Mount of Olives, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, and does not doubt in his heart, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. So you'll have what you say if you believe it, if you believe in your words, if you believe what you say, you'll have it if you don't doubt in your heart. 
The Lord Jesus is saying we must use our faith the same way he used his faith when he spoke to the fig tree. He said, okay, now look, guys, I spoke to the tree, you heard me, it died. I said, no one's going to eat fruit from you again, and it died. So, you can speak to this mountain and command it to be cast into sea, and it'll do what you say, it'll obey you, if you believe what you say. That's what he's saying. He also said, we can speak that way to the mountain, and it would obey us. Notice the words Jesus spoke. Listen carefully. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. That doesn't sound very spiritual, does it? Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Doesn't sound like a great spiritual thing he's saying. Jesus said the man who spoke to the mountain could say, be removed and be cast into the sea. That doesn't sound very spiritual and super spiritual either. But he said, be removed and cast into the sea. You'll have that. All right. Therefore, it is true. We can have anything we say if we believe what we say. We can have anything we say if we believe what we say. Say that. I can have anything I say if I believe what I say. Now, whether you realize it or not, that is a law that has been working for you and for everybody on the planet all the time already. Just like gravity, when you jump off this platform, it's going to take you down. That is a law that has been working either for you or against you. We can change that, make it work for us all the time. All right, now then, let's go to Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. In other words, I want strong faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you if you have faith as a mustard seed. Now, why did he say a mustard seed, not a mango seed? A mango seed's much bigger. A mustard seed is the size of a pinhead. You can hardly see it if you don't have good eyes. It grows into a great tree, though. But even so, he chose a mustard seed because that's all the faith you need. Just a mustard seed amount of faith will do. If you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The tree will obey you. Interesting. Jesus said that. It has to be true then, right? So once again, we see faith is released through words. And none of these confessions were very spiritual. God told the children of Israel to go into the promised land of Canaan. They came out of Egypt as slaves, came across the wilderness. God said, go in and take it. The land of milk and honey, claim your inheritance. 
Now, we know that only Joshua and Caleb had the faith to go in. There were giants in the land. And Joshua and Caleb said, we can go in right now and conquer the giants. Let's go, guys. God's on our side. And the other ten spies that went in with them said, no, we can't. We can't fight these giants. And they convinced three million people that they couldn't go in. And they all started crying out in doubt and unbelief, throwing dust in the air, rolling in the sand, throwing a total fit. And so God says this in Numbers 14, 28 to Moses. Moses, say to them, the children of Israel, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Just what I heard you say, you're going to have. In other words, Joshua and Caleb said, we can go in and conquer it. Went in and conquered it 40 years later, as we know. And the three men who said, we cannot go in, they will die in the desert because they said, we will die. And so they stayed outside the promised land. They never went in. They died just like they said they would. God said, you'll have what you say if you, because I heard you say it in my presence. So once again, we see the words used were very simple. They never appeared to be extremely spiritual at all. And yet God brings them to pass because they believed what they said. Just like Abraham, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And the word Abraham in Hebrew means God. I am the father of many nations. Father of many nations. So he started confessing, I'm the father of many nations. At 99 years of age. And then Sarah fell pregnant and Isaac was born. So after saying it for a period of time, he became the father of many nations. Exactly what he said he was. Now let's look at these statements that we've just studied together again. Let's start with Mark 11, verse 14, the first one, where Jesus spoke the tree. He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Then Jesus said, you can talk to the mountain. In Mark 11, 23, he said, be removed and be cast into the sea. And then in Luke 17, 6, when they asked him to increase their faith, he said, you can say to the mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea. Be pulled up by the roots be planted in the sea. And then in Numbers 14, they said, we can't go into Canaan for there are giants in the land. And Joshua and Caleb said, we can go into Canaan for God has given it to us. And then Genesis 17, 5, Abraham said, I am the father of nations. Now, all of those things come to pass. Amazingly enough, none of these statements appear to be very spiritual. Even so, if statements like these will release the creative power of God to bring these statements to pass, let me say that again, if statements like those will release the power of God 
to bring them to pass, then surely we can confess with our mouths, my body is completely well because Jesus healed me 2,000 years ago. Say it. My body is completely well because Jesus healed me 2,000 years ago and I'm staying well. Now somebody said, Pastor Theo, I said my body is completely well and I stayed sick. I stayed sick. The reason is you didn't believe what you said. You did not believe in your words. Jesus said we must believe it in the heart. You didn't believe in your words. That's why. Now, we agree that God's word is true. We agree. We mentally assent to the fact that God's word is true. In our head, we agree. However, it will not work for us until we believe this in the heart. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Therefore, let us meditate on healing scriptures and say, my body is completely well, and say, I resist sickness in Jesus' name. Confess, my body is completely well, and I resist sickness in the name of Jesus. I resist pain in the name of Jesus. I resist fever in the name of Jesus. God said I'm well, therefore I say I'm well. God said by Jesus' stripes I'm healed, therefore I say by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I am the body of Christ. The body of Christ is not sick, therefore I resist fever. I resist infection. I resist pain. When you say these things, you're driving that out of your body. Therefore, again, meditate on the healing scriptures. You can get my booklet on healing scriptures. It's a little booklet full of healing scriptures in the bookstore. And let's worship God for the scripture and tell God we believe the scripture is true. All right? We worship God for the word, and we tell him we believe his word is true. Father, I worship you and thank you for 1 Peter 2.24. You said by Jesus' stripes I am healed. This scripture is correct. It's true. I believe it. I am healed because you said I am. You said I'm healed. I worship you and thank you for healing me. It's done. I'm well. You healed me 2,000 years ago. I have it now. So it doesn't matter how we feel physically. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's exactly what the children of Israel did outside the walls of Jericho, as I said last week. The walls were standing. Israel's outside. The folks were inside Jericho. And God said, I have given you the city. They began to shout and scream and dance and praise God because of what God's word said. I've given you the city. They believed they'd conquered the city because God said so, even though the walls were still standing. 
That's irrelevant. When God said it's done, it's done. That's what matters. Now, if God says you are healed, you praise him because he said you are. That's what matters. The fact that you have pain in your body is irrelevant. When you praise God for what he says, those walls are going to fall down. But you're not praising him to make the walls fall down. You're praising him because you are healed already. He said it. So our body will begin to grow well because faith will, be, will increase every time we hear the word and say it. Our body will begin to grow well. So once faith has grown to maturity and we believe we are completely healed, health and healing will either come gradually or instantly. Health and healing will either come gradually or instant, instantly. And that's how we stay healed. That's how we keep our healing. The words of our mouth. Praise God. God said I'm healed. I'm staying healed. No matter what comes against your body in the future. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord great big praise in the house for his word. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, praise God, praise God. Would you kindly close your eyes at this point in time? Close your eyes. Say this. I believe I'm healed. And I receive, I receive the anointing of God to fall on me right now. I receive the healing power of God, that heat, that warm heat of the Spirit of God to work in my body now and completely restore me physically. Completely restore me physically. I receive it. God paid for it on the cross. It's mine. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Now, Keep your head bowed, keep your eyes closed. I'm going to call out specific conditions as the Holy Spirit directs me. And when I do, when I call it out, if I call out what you are dealing with, just say with your mouth so your ears can hear you, that's me. I receive it. I receive it now. And when you say that, you'll feel that warm heat go through your body immediately. Power of God will flow into your body. And that condition will melt away and disappear right now. All right? So let me go through that once more now. When I call out your condition, you're going to say with your mouth, so your ears can hear you. Don't have to shout it. Real quiet. That's me. I receive it. And that heat of God's anointing and presence will flow through your body. And you will feel the power of God touch you and heal you. And that condition will melt away and disappear. Right now. This moment. It will disappear. So everybody's head bowed. Everybody. Eyes closed. No one looking around. While the music's playing, while the music's playing, real soft, 
keyboard and maybe a rhythm guitar. That's all I need. All right, now. The Spirit of God is healing somebody that's got arthritis in the spine right now. Arthritis in your spine. God's healing that right now. The Spirit of God's healing you right now. Just say, that's me. Praise God, there it is. You feel that warm heat flowing through your spine. Thank you, Jesus. Now, there's somebody else that's got arthritis too, but not necessarily in the spine. The power of God's healing you right now. You feel that power go through you. There it is. Now, there's somebody else here. God's healing a hernia. A hernia. God's healing that hernia. Feel that warm heat go through you now. There it is. There it is. And that hernia is being healed right now. Thank you, Jesus. Now, there's somebody else here. Your ear is deaf. Your one ear is deaf. You feel that warm heat go through that deaf ear, and it pops open right now. There it is. Just put your finger in your good ear, and you'll receive, and you'll hear me out the other ear. Just say, that's me. I got it. Put your finger in the good ear, and you'll hear me now talking out the deaf ear. Praise God. Praise God. All right, there's a lady here. You came specifically this morning to be healed from cancer. You said, today's my day. I'm going to receive my healing from cancer. When you say, that's me, the power of God's going through you right now. There it is. There it is, driving out that cancer. Driving out that cancer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now, I want you, please, all of you that God healed, if you want to keep your healing, if you want to keep your healing, I would like you to get up from your seat and come quickly to the front, quickly to the front. Get up from your seat, come quickly to the front, right now, quickly, don't waste time. Come, if you want to keep your healing, you've got to do this. I'm going to ask you to come to the front, and I'm going to ask you to take the mic and say one word, one word only. Whatever God healed you from. If God healed you from arthritis, you're going to say arthritis. God healed your opening, your deaf ear, you're going to say deaf, a deaf ear healed. If God healed your hernia, you're going to say hernia healed. If God healed you from cancer, you're going to say cancer healed. That's all you're going to say. That's all you're going to say in the mark to give glory to God. To give glory to God. Remember when the woman, Mark 5, came and touched Jesus' clothes. Power of God healed her. He waited until she came to testify. And when she testified, this is me, he said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole, completely whole. She received complete wholeness because she testified. And she kept her healing. He said, go in peace. Be healed from your plague. So come on up quickly, quickly. We don't have all day here. Now, all of those of you that got healed, come up. If you're sitting in your seat, God's going to steal that healing. The devil's going to steal that healing from you. You need to come up quickly and testify. It's not embarrassing. You just say, heal from cancer, heal from arthritis, 
here from deaf ear, whatever it is, okay? Come on up quickly. Now it's not too late. Run up the front. Give a big hand as they come, everybody. Praise God. All right, now, take the microphone and just say, as I asked you to, one at a time, and then you can go back to your seat. You go back to your seat. All right, praise God, praise God. Go ahead. Healed of hernia. I believe I'll be healed with the ear. Amen. from arthritis on my legs. We're going to pray for, um, for everybody that needs prayer and healing right now. Wherever you might be in the, in the service, wherever you might be at home, wherever you are around the world. Stand on your feet right now. Stand on your feet right now. We're going to pray. Power of God's going to touch you. You feel that healing anointing go through your body. You ready? Here we go. In the name of Jesus, we release the healing power of God to flow through your bodies from head to toe and heal you and bring to you what Jesus paid for on the cross. In Jesus' name. There it is. The anointing is flowing through you right now. That warm heat, wherever you might be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. All right, all of you that received your healing this morning, tested your body out, you know it's done, raise your hands and wave them at me. Give God the glory. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Everybody give God some praise in the house. All right. And uh, if you've received a great miracle, please tell the pastor about it. Testify as well. Go testify. Go tell them off to church what happened. All right? And tell everybody what Jesus did for you. Talk about it. Okay. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Theo, I want to be sure I go to heaven one day. Can you pray for me, please? Of course I can. If you want prayer to make sure that you're going to heaven one day, slip your hand up when I count to three. Are you ready? Head bowed, eyes closed. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I invite everybody to say this prayer with me, especially those who put their hands up. Let's all say this prayer together. 
dear Father in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross in my place. You punished him for my sins so I can be forgiven. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I declare you are my Savior. You are the Lord of my life. From today, I will live for you with all my heart till I see you face to face. Praise God. Because I confessed, say it, because I confessed, Jesus is the Lord of my life. I am saved, bound for heaven, and God is my Father. Praise His name. All right, family, praise God. Congratulations for making Jesus the Lord of your life. And if you'll continue to be, if you continue to fellowship with the Lord, we will see you in heaven. Hallelujah. Now, I will be talking about healing again next weekend, how to minister healing to others. So don't miss it and bring those who need prayer into the service as well. All right. God bless you all. And I can't wait to see you. The beginning of February. We love you. God bless. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.